Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog And... Oh no, fuck, hold on Hold on, hold on, hold on Your My internet, is it my internet? It would be internet? awful that we've just been chatting for like 40 minutes I know And no, it's mine, it's mine I've literally just... This is insane Oh, he's gone all janky. Hold on. Let me no, just check me, if it's me. me. It's me, yeah. Is it? It should be all right now, hopefully. Literally, we've just been talking for half an hour, right. which is the length of this podcast. Oh, no. It's no glitch. And, and then, as soon as you start recording, this dickhead just won't work. Hotel Wi-Fi, man. I think Hotel Wi-Fi is the, one of the biggest pricks in the world. Yeah. Anyway, are we doing the podcast? Are, this, this is, is the, the podcast. podcast already. Yeah, we've started. It's, it's like a pre-roll. Okay, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the welcome to the Wolf and Owl bonus episode. Episode that we haven't checked we haven't checked with JT if he's able to edit this, so it might not ever come out, or it might come out after the next one. Who knows? Uh, Tom, why are you in a hotel? <laughs> I'm in a hotel because last night we I played. I said we. I said that's a bell ending. Uh, I did Sheffield tonight. It's York, uh, and Friday night mm. um, when this podcast comes out, there are still tickets for Salford. That is Salford. Still tickets for Salford. Oh, Mm. You said you said uh, yeah, South I, did. I, I really got Instagram, quite a lot of um, I got a lot of nice messages about the fact I pronounced it wrong, which feels strange on the basis that a lot of people also are fans of the podcast and would know that sometimes I struggle with things like the word get, but um, it was yeah, I got a lot of I also got some quite aggressive ones about it as well, so I did feel bad. It was a mispronunciation mm. of a place. Well, uh, you're falling victim of to the uh, to the perception that people from the south don't give a shit about yeah yeah but i do i, I adore north, as so. you well know um, yeah i have yeah yes yeah. i do yeah. uh we've no, uh, no we, we've me and you have had long beautiful conversations about the north yeah and uh yeah, mutual absolutely. love of it 
Yeah, I mean, you sort of talk to me a lot after you've done them on tour. You sort of talk to me like I never might have ventured into those venues. Where's your favourite northern city to to gig in? I think Newcastle's probably up there. Oh, uh, I Newcastle. I think Liverpool's probably up there. Yeah, I think like a lot of those places. Like if you know, I think southern comedians get nervous about playing up north sometimes because you sort of think that you're not one of theirs. So it might be, it might be yeah. tricky. But I feel like. If they take to you, you really have a, f- a fucking great gig. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of... I've, 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 I've really enjoyed them. I think they're amazing. I've, yeah, Sheffield last night was... On a Wednesday night as well, you think, uh, is this going to be like midweek? Is it going to... It was amazing. Yeah. Mm. I, I love the North, man. And this... You know what? This is a little one that's not happened to Big TD. Almost ever. Got a fucking amazing upgrade last night. How come? Rocked up with Gratz. I don't know. We got here nearly midnight. Um, uh, walked in with Gratz uh, and the woman's like oh we're going to upgrade you so she, they've given me this nice suite which is really nice yeah it's not, not the most humble thing I've heard you say but <laughs> no, yeah, but no I'm not paid congratulations. for it. no no, no I mean that's, that makes it even worse I've got like but also what this is a weird thing they've put a little romantic plate out for me like yeah. sh- chocolate strawberries and sort of yeah. rose petals and stuff I had that I, feel... I had that the the hotel that I stayed at for avoidance are you still in there, or is that you done? Are you no, you out there no, I'm in there, I, I, but I'm not. I'm not in any of the scenes today and tomorrow. So. Oh, what? That's mad. You're having two days off for filming. Yeah, I know. It's incredible, isn't it? Fuck me! Wow. Yeah. How have you managed that? Well, I suppose you wrote it and then just wrote well, yourself out. I suppose if you if you underperform, are you still you're still the lead in avoidance, right? Well, it, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Based on how little I'm actually going in, I think it might now be an ensemble piece. I think without me realising it, it's become Cheers. You've basically become an SA in yeah. your own sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do think I'm doing some background <laughs> stuff next week. But um, oh, I, I've, got, I've got a couple of lines a week after. But um, <laughs> I the, hate uh, background stuff, by the way. I find it. I hate background stuff. It's well, a real I talent fucking, to it. I had to, I had to basically stand in the background and talk to two guys for your entire stag do on King Gary. <laughs> You actually made friends with them. I wouldn't be surprised if you actually went on a real stage deal with them. <laughs> I've never seen you like that before. You were all over them like a well, rash. Well, it's mainly the hotel, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it was but, a dump. Yeah. Uh, um, you were, it was like quite cute to see because they were sort of, you know, they were quite sort of masculine sort of chaps. Oh, they were they? very, they were very, they were a couple of alpha boys you put me with. Yeah, a couple of geezers, but you you sort of sprinting over to them all the time and sort of really laughing and sort of like, you know, like I remember when you got a bit tired at one point and you had your head on one of their shoulders. It was really funny. I think I've got a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, okay. Just so you know, guys, all of that is a complete fabrication. What I didn't realise is how much of a skill it is to be in a silent conversation in the background or something. It's incredibly Yeah, difficult. yeah, that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I still struggle with that. Like, on the thing, I'm, sh- I'm shooting the thing uh, at the moment. Uh, I've got a very small, I'm essentially an essay in this thing, but um, whenever I'm in the background and they're like, I'll just be silent in the back, I really struggle. And then I sort of start going into sort of almost improv chat that um, has no real place in sort of the show itself. That's, mm. Yeah. Do you think of a backstory for yourself and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I always have a little backstory. Yeah, it's it's yeah. weird that because you get so angry when essays actually do that on one of your shows. <laughs> yeah, but Ron, don't get yeah. you. I'm the not number, an essay. The number, the number you, of essays sure, sure. I've seen you screaming at on King Gary, mate. There was one essay that was an absolute helmet. <laughs> he had no. I, I'd arguably say that he not he had no part in a place on a set. 
I, I, I really think you'll struggle to find I, a place I, where I, he can know, go anywhere I know, in life. I know you, who you're talking about, and I know what aggrieved you, and that is that <laughs> for some reason, out of nowhere, he he delivered a line. It was an incredible decision. Yeah. <laughs> But look, do you know what? I didn't even mind the fact he threw in a line. It was the fact it was in this really tense moment. Yeah. It was like a really big moment that James and the director and the FDOP and everyone, the sound, it was a nightmare for sound because I was jumping fully clothed into a pool. It was an insane set. Okay, we've got very specific on the detail here. So if if he listens to this, he'll definitely know it's him, but go on. But the whole, like there was so much riding on that and it was almost like you had to do it in one take Mm. because otherwise I'd have had to go and get changed and into it, you know. So it was quite nuts. Mm. And uh, everything actually was going really, really well. We shot this amazing bit, like in a one shot of me coming out of the pool. And then as I got out of the pool, uh, he decides to fucking throw in a line. Yeah. That just threw me off. Because yeah. yeah. me and you were having, it was me and you having a big face off, wasn't it? It was, th- it was, it was three of us. Like, because we were all having a good time on your stag do and you were getting good yeah. stuff. Um, but for you to sort of ball at him like Tom Cruise, do you know what I mean? It was fucking. <laughs> I didn't ball at him. I, 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 I wonder if they ever released the audio footage. Like, you know, they did with, uh, what's his name? David Williams. No, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, Christian, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever do that to you. I think, actually, uh, I would say, arguably, Ron, that um, Christian Bale's was quite an intense, sort of, like, toxic, aggressive. Mine was more like a spoiled kid who'd lost his football. Well, I, I think it was weird. It was weird because it was a combination <laughs> of anger, but also crying. It was uh... no, but I wasn't far away. From, I was so tired <laughs> and I was so, so upset that that shot had been fucked. Yeah, but I, I sort of went, "Oh, nice one, mate. Nice for saying that. Well done for, <laughs> for messing with the shot." And then I jumped back in the pool. <laughs> I didn't have to jump back in the pool. I was, no, you I, didn't. If, if anything, it made things more difficult. No, no, it made things really awkward because yeah. I was in the pool. I was soaking yeah. wet. Yeah, it was weird. I felt, you know, like that thing where you think like. In a way, if I'd been like Christian Bale, it would have been quite sort of like, at least it would have had a bit of edge to it. Instead, I, like I say, I was, yeah, like someone at a dinner party goes, oh, no one likes this casserole then, and then just walks out and stands in the kitchen. Yeah, I had that. We, I was talking to Jess Nappett about things where you sort of, your, art, your, your, your head goes, and then you have to come back into the situation. I remember when I was at uni, like it had been snowing, and I was staying in a house with like a load of lads, and um, one of them came in with a snowball, and threw it at me on the sofa. I was just oh, sat wow. on the sofa watching TV. He was just sort of trying to be funny. And I lost my temper. And I just went, for fuck's sake, like, I don't mind like messing around, but this is, it's, like, it's not fucking funny. And then I sort of stormed into the bathroom. And they were all sort of in shock that I'd lost my temper. And then I had to walk back into the full oh. living room having done that. It's so disgusting. It's horrible. It's, it's the worst feeling, isn't it? And then, and also, you know that's going to be a story. Then, do you know what I mean? Like that's going to. Yeah, be, yeah. Remember? But you also know that everyone's like, you know, you've got to turn around and go, "Oh, sorry for losing my temper. I just fucking don't find snowballs funny." Yeah. And everyone's like, "Cool, man. It's fine. It's all right. It's cool. It's okay." And then, like, probably by the that evening, they're all fucking uh, going, uh, like, doing an impression of you and taking yeah. a mic out of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then behind your back going, oh, my God, mate, what, what about when he just ran out? And fuck? And also never, I always know myself when that's happened to me, never, ever fucking, like, forget that as you go in the bathroom, for you, you think it's going to be like neighbours or EastEnders. Everyone's going, oh, my God, what have we done? Everyone's just going. <laughs> I know, oh my God. I know. You think you've had a moment where everyone's going to reflect on their actions and sort of, do you know what? Actually, maybe we should take a look at ourselves and think about what we think is like, <laughs> 
banter actually might be quite upsetting for the other person. And actually, I think we should go and knock on that bathroom door and see if Romish is okay. Ron, mate, you okay in there, bro? <laughs> you okay, mate? Now come out, mate. Stop crying. Actually, I don't know why this has just popped into my head. Because um, I think I've mentioned Neighbours and then I started thinking about EastEnders. Have you seen the um, Ross Kemp interview on one, The One Show? No. It's insane. Why? What Look, do you I mean? don't, like, genuinely, like, it's like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen talked about. Like, what do this, you mean? Like, so he does like this whole bit about when he was an actor, he used to live in a bedsit that was quite dirty. And he, like, yeah. he basically heard you know, it smelled of piss. So, sort of, his mate opened this little hatch and there was a woman just urinating. But he does this whole bit about pink knickers, right? What? Um, <laughs> right, seriously. So he does this whole bit about pink knickers. And then he starts telling, literally goes on to another story, like he's segueing in. Yeah. But there's no real link between that and he's going into sort of talking about this other sort of, this war torn, I can't remember exactly where it was, that he's gone to for one of his sort of action shows. Yeah. And then he's basically like, um, yeah, and then um, basically someone uh, opens this drawer and they say, Ross, come here, you've got to come here. So I, I go walking over. And I look in this drawer and, you know, there was a pair of pink knickers. And underneath the pink knickers, I was like, what is this obsession with pink knickers? It's like the segue between the two stories was pink knickers. But they were neither. It was, it's honestly one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Uh, when was this? Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I don't, I, I, it popped up on my uh, Instagram yesterday. Mm. And then I went um, down. A, have you ever down, been down a Ross Kemp rabbit hole? No, I haven't. It sounds disgusting, though. What happened? Well, he's, it's just insane when you go into... I, look, I've met him once at a thing, and um, he had not... He, like, we were at some weird fucking ITV gala, and someone introduced us. And uh, he sort of... We stood there for about 20 minutes, and then Arj from TOWIE sort of came walking over. And sort of was chatting a bit. Oh, it's and got it was, ITV gala written all over it. Yes. <laughs> and then um, he finished. He ba we barely said anything to each other. Arge, to be fair, did a lot of the heavy lifting in the conversation. Um, yeah, it's a good bloke. Sort of, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if I agree enough with uh, Arge going out with a 19 year old girl. I'm, I've got my. Oh, I didn't know about. Thoughts. I didn't know about that. I don't keep up with the uh, ins and outs uh, of that sort of world. <laughs> no, I'm very, very much across it. Um, and then, yeah. uh, Ross, but Ross Kemp hadn't really given anything much. And then he turned around and he said, um, so you're a comedy writer? And I went, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. He went, I might just let you write me something. And then he rubbed oh my, my shoulder and just walked off. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was insane. Anyhow, um, yeah, he's just got, he's just quite a sort of like, yeah, I find him very compelling. And yeah. I'd say for everyone just to try and find this video, the Pink Knickers video. I'll repost yeah. it on Friday if I can find yeah. it. Um, I'm getting a little bit of blowback from the uh, the Apollo roast video that we posted up of me having to go to be a TikTok because of my tracksuit. 
Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did I did see it. Yeah, I love some, that tracksuit, by the some, way. Somebody said I look like Vector out of Despicable Me. Yeah, uh, so somebody else said I look like I was wearing a baby grow. So it feels a bit weird that I was. I, I, li- I, I like that. I like the tracksuit. I well, you, you know, cool. it's one of these things, Tom, that you and I fall victim to is if you wear anything sort of slightly unusual. It yeah, happens yeah. to be quite a lot, actually. Where I thought you looked banging. Well, it's very kind of you to say, but um, I, I, I initially was gleeful that we we're posting the video, and that quickly turned to regret as I saw the comments. Yeah, but, you, know. you know what I will say though. I will say because we we talked about this I think, just the other week. A lot of the the comments are very sweet and very lovely. And yeah, laughing people, people are nice, aren't they? Yeah, yeah you like laughing. You love laughing. And actually, emojis. yeah. I do like laughing emojis. No, you do, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. I think out of all the emojis, if you're going to go out for a laugh... Actually, I'd say that the laughing emoji would get a little bit much after a while, wouldn't it, if you're going out for a drink? Because you'd think, actually, do you find anything that funny that you've got tears running down your face? Yeah. Uh, Tom, I I'm, the smile I'm, I'm, emoji. I'll be honest with you, I, I don't really want the emoji movie repitched to me. Thank you. <laughs> I think it could have been a better movie if you'd sort of like placed them in the real world and they just like... They're people who go to work, right? And their job is to be emojis, but they've that got is, like I mean, that is so far the film. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, but they've got normal human bodies, right? Like you right. would play like the sort of like, you know, the um, the emoji with the monocle, right? And so you did a voice, but it'd have your body, but you'd have a normal life. You'd go about your life normally, right? In a normal world, like with like our bodies, but an emoji face. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there'd be other, and also other people within the so, mix so, are normal. Me, so, so let me get this straight. You're, what you're pitching for the Emoji movie yeah. is a film with normal people, their faces happen to be weird. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. You've got the emoji over your face, so we no, can't I get see that. Ramesh's face. Right? right, no, I understand but that. Then, but... but then you might be in a scene, right, with Penelope Cruz, and it is Penelope Cruz's face, but your job is that you're an emoji. But right. you won't, you, you know, that just so happens that, you know, that's what well, you... I saw a lot of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, yeah. it's like you basically couldn't find another job, and the job was emoji. Bit the whole thing was basically taking a job as emoji. Is your you had to lose your actual face? And become oh, so an emoji. my face is removed. It's quite brutal. Yeah. This, so you, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, it's a different vibe. And yeah. then you, it's a bit like the Lego Movie in a sense. Like you're, yeah. you know, and you're basically I don't except know in I'm the Lego Movie that the world actually works and sort of has a consistent set of rules, whereas <laughs> no. yours seems fucking insane. No, but you're like um, with Penelope Cruz and you're like, I was 18 when I bloody just made a deal with the devil to change my face into what we now know is emoji. What are you doing? You are such a cool guy. But now I look at you and you're just an emoji. I was the same expression. I can't even tell what you're thinking. I'm thinking I need to get my old face back. Ramesh Ranganathan made a deal, and that deal was to give up his face forever. So my character's name in this is Ramesh Ranganathan. <laughs> no, 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 that's you as the actor. Oh, right. yeah, okay, all right, okay. Mark Billing gave up his face. Mark Billing. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only man I know who can beat the emojis. And then you basically tried to take the emojis down. Yeah, listen, I, I'll be honest with you. What I didn't think emojis needed was a dark take, which is what you provided there. But um, One uh, man, a thousand faces, Ramesh Ranganathan is emoji. It's quite cool in a way. Yeah, it's quite cool. And Jack Black is like the professor. Of what? Like he's the one who's talked you into it. Yeah, yeah. He lo- oh, fuck! Because he secretly loved Penelope Cruz. 
Right. And he saw it away in like. So he you thought that up. me and Penelope Cruz were going to. So he managed to convince me to emoji my yeah. face up to. to yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, you can earn a lot of money, friend. And you're like, oh, really? I don't know and, about and what money. Happens, what, 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 what do I do now that my face is an emoji? How does that make me money? Well, yeah, because people, obviously, every time that they use your emoji face. What do you mean, use my is, emoji? It's the real world. Yeah, yeah, but like emoji text with your Yeah, emoji I know face. that, but how does that connect to me? You earn like 10p, right? Why? Because like you're out there and you've got to sort of sell your faces. Like, so you'll be going around going, oh, God, this feels like a monocle moment. And then it would be like... This is oh, getting oh, fucking but... worse and worse the longer you're talking. No, but then you... Like, and it like... started terribly, by the way. Just, that, that, I didn't think it had potential in that when you Look, first... Look, Rob Beckett's the, the, the laughing one, for example, right? Yeah, okay. He's earning an absolute fortune. He's I mean, talked the only, you into the only thing well. I like about this so far is the casting. <laughs> I'm in there and I'm like, you know, the intelligent... Like, mm, that that's one. gone now. Mm. Um... <laughs> Rackin' Phoenix could be in it. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Right. You'd get your old mate Ross Kemp in it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, that, you know, I, I'd love it if you got in touch with Ross. Ross, do you remember a few years ago at the ITV Gala, you said maybe you'd let me write something for you. How do you feel about replacing your face with a dog shit emoji for a project... <laughs> uh, by the way, you're not the lead. Uh, it's rubbish, rubbish Raganathan's the lead. But you, you're, so. you're doing like a funny cameo. We yeah. probably can't see your face, but we'll know yeah. it's you. Yeah. It'll um, be quite a funny scene. It's like, we've been fucking held and we've been thrown away by people as emojis. We've had it worse than anyone. And then Ross Kemp leads in and goes, how oh, do you think I feel? And then he's got the dog shit emoji. Fucking hell, this is right in itself. Yeah, it's right in itself. <laughs> Doesn't always mean a sign of quality. I just can see the bit of Penelope Cruz is just holding your hand, and we can't see the emotion, but we know you can't. She's like, "You've got this, even if your face is this emoji for the rest of time. I still love you. I love you as well, Penelope Cruz." Yeah, that's quite it. Uh, yeah, no, I, all of that sort of emotional arc is fine, but I mean, the whole the initial premise doesn't hold up. For some reason, I've had my face surgically replaced with an emoji, and that means that every time somebody texts, I get ten p. What the fuck are you talking about? I think it could be because you know also what, what it is, right? What do yeah. they call it? Like it's when you hold up a mirror to society. Yeah, but what is okay? What's the point you're making in that film? That we don't even think about emojis when we post them. We're not even yeah, thinking but about. That, but yeah, but there's nobody. We're not thinking about how we actual feel. Like you just put in a laughing emoji instead of going. That was really funny. I actually, really enjoyed that joke. It's easy just to put like what <laughs> <an emoji. laughs> Um Listen, we'll cut. Look, uh, great idea. Uh, look, if anyone's we, got any other casting suggestions, yeah, get we're in very, touch. We're very excited about the idea. Listen, we'll be in touch. We're definitely... If anyone listen, want, wants to write it up, maybe as a two-pager... Yeah. Uh, if like, if you know, you've have, got two days that you fancy putting a bullet in the back of the head of, then please do work on a, <laughs> on a document for that. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. 
Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, should we have a look at some emails, Tom? Which is the whole point of this bonus episode. Well, yes, yeah, let's do it. Oh, before we do that, just so you know, Tom, you're invited. I'm throwing a New Year's Eve party. Oh, wow. Mm. Where, oh, sweet. Whereabouts? Hip Hop Save My New Year's Eve. O2 Academy yeah. Islington. Oh, nice. Right. I'd love you to be there, Tom. I might try and get over I think it's very one. unlikely because you've got a little one. But, um, yeah, it's quite a difficult one. Actually, Theo, Theo wants to come. What do you think wow. about that? Yeah, I think you should let him. I'm going to the football. I'm actually really taking my dad to Arsenal Fulham that day because my dad's a big Arsenal fan. I'm going to Arsenal West Ham on the 28th. It's one of the Christmas games, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? West Ham or Arsenal? Arsenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come if you want. I might put, well, yeah, I can't sit in the Arsenal end. It's not a word. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, it just takes right. one decade. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd love it, though, if you wanted to come. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. Actually, you'd do it. <laughs> I wish it was fun. Despite the result, that might be the most venomous impression of me you've ever done. <laughs> there wasn't even any joy in that. It's just fucking horrible. <laughs> you just licking your lips with glee, <laughs> supping back on a massive pint. Mm. Uh, okay, this email comes from the Hammerhead Shark. Wow. It says name due to my misshapen member, but that's another story. Okay. Quite strong, isn't it? Uh, okay. Uh, dear Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat, I'd like to regale you with a tale of, ex- of an experience I had several years ago. Once again, thanks to the Swan for choosing these. I've changed the names of the parties involved. I was attending a works Christmas dinner dance of 200 pub managers, their partners, head office and support staff. I arrived late at said function and missed the pre-dinner drinks. Everyone had already gone through to sit for dinner. There was no table plan. As a result, I was scrambling around looking for people I knew to sit with. Uh, I found a table with some friendly faces uh, with two empty chairs. I asked the people sat if they were taken. They told me one was free, so I joined this table. I inquired who was sat in the other empty place to be told it was Mr. Pigeon, the company's operations director. Now, me and Mr. Pigeon had some history and not all of it good. I responded... Oh, shit, no, he's I, changed the name here, hasn't he? What? No, genuinely, I started laughing because I thought he's, this guy was actually called Mr. You're about Pigeon. to go in on a guy called Mr. Pigeon. No, no, I just thought it was quite sweet, quite a sweet name, but obviously... Um, yeah. I've never ever heard anyone with the surname Pigeon. No. Um, it's weird. It's not weird, I would say. I quite like it. It's sort of, mate, I actually, as soon as I think of a Mr. Pigeon, just sort of smile and think of sort of like, yeah, if he was going to be an emoji movie, it'd probably be played by a sort of like, quite sort of like 
happy sort of go lucky smiley character you know yeah um i don't think you're being as imaginative as you think you are to be honest with you but anyway now me and mr pigeon had some history and not all of it good i responded with i wouldn't have chosen this table i can't stand the bloke i then went on to explain in colorful language what i thought of him and how he's useless at his job I stopped when I realised that no one else was joining in the Mr Pigeon bashing and we're exchanging awkward looks. Then one of the others at the table said, I don't believe you've met Mrs Pigeon. <gasps> yes, his wife was opposite me and if looks could kill, I would be no more. Dinner was served and nothing else was said. I was definitely keeping a low profile. I did notice Mr and Mrs Pigeon chatting to each other and glancing my way. After dinner, the band started playing and Mr Pigeon leant over the table and told me, I think you should be first on the dance floor. Knowing my place, I down my glass of wine and got up on the dance floor in front of 500 people and embarrassed myself with terrible moves accompanied by several cheers and jeers. To give his due respect, Mr Pigeon joined me on the dance floor after a couple of minutes. My question is, have you ever put your foot in it and had to pay for the error of your ways? Well, before we get into this, Tom, can I get some reflections from you on this whole story before we start talking about uh, that? Because well, I've done there's a lot to unpack here, isn't there? I've done this sort of thing uh, before. I've been in a situation where... Uh, I've sort of be, be like I can think of a wedding that uh, me and the cat went to, um, where um, it was sort of like like a friend of hers. Um, it was a wedding. Um, we turned up and it it was like you know when you're put on a table with a load of people you don't know. Look, I can't say actually wedding wise. That's I think the worst idea ever. I think Pete, you know that idea that you put loads of strangers on a table yeah. and hope that they're all going to bond is just. I think you put people with families and friends that you know that they know everyone's going to have a far better time. But this situation, we were put on a table with no one that we knew. Um, and then I sort of, as is my way, very much like the hammerhead shark here, decided to sort of like, you know, just have a bit of banter and sort of joke. And uh, yeah. I was sort of joking about <clears throat> some of the food coming out and turning around and sort of like, yeah, just being a bit, you know, being a bit of a piss taker. And then uh, someone sort of said to me that one of the bride's sisters was on the table with us. Um, and she, I remember her thinking I was probably just not her sense of humour, but, you know, when I was on one of my rants, um, she wasn't, it was, she was one of the few people not sort of finding it quite funny. Everyone mm. else was sort of laughing a bit and then someone told us. And then she went and told the bride that I thought that the wedding was shit. And they sort of pulled me up about it. And They uh, pulled you up yeah. about it? Yeah, yeah. What did they say? Oh, it's just like, you know, it's, it's our big day. It's like, you know, you've been sort of laying into it. What's wrong with the food? And I was like, it's, it, actually, the food was delicious. I was just sort of trying to sort of make people like me. T Tom, what actually happened there was something that's happened to me many times is where you take an angle because you're trying to think of something yeah. to say. Yeah. And you go in on something and then you realise that nobody else agrees with you and actually what you've done is you've just made up a false opinion just to sort of get some traction is that what happened but also well yeah yeah it's also that thing that me and you rather than just sitting there quietly and chatting to sort of lisa or the cat you know just to sort of go oh we'll just quietly sit here we think oh well, maybe we'll put on a bit of a sort of mm. funny performance and this is what i mean like if you're with people you know everyone's kind of oh god we all know each other whereas it's with people you don't you i hate you i hate awkwardness in a actually while we're talking about that I had to. I got the train to Sheffield yesterday for this gig, and it, it took four hours. It was all delayed. It was all like, but I was sitting opposite a guy, right, who put on almost what I'd say was a one-man show for the whole four hours of like, literally everyone. It's who weird to hear you talking yourself in the third well, person. Well, this this is going to be this is the whole thing, right? So I chatted to him for a bit, and then he, you know, but then I had work to do, and I sort of was did he recognise you? 
No, no, no. Okay. He was he was in his sixties, mm. but then he um he he what started in that mine and his seats where he was talking to everyone he walked past and everyone in seats around us where he'd sort of have a little bit of a conversation and talk about his various political views and um uh his <clears throat> his love of rock climbing and how he travelled the world rock climbing. He at one point sought out three Americans who were about twelve seats away, like down the carriage. And was talking to them about them about rock climbing in Texas, and they were all like, "We've never been to Texas. I don't, you know, we're American, but anyway." You know. And then he came and sat down, and he was chatting more, and um, and you're constantly chatting to all of the staff, even though when they were doing the dinner service, it was just a bit yeah, full on, right? And then I just sort of thought, at one point, I was like, "This guy's quite annoying." Then I thought, "But this guy is also that is going to be me when I when <laughs> eventually if I make it to sixty. That's gonna, that'll be your because I can I, I see. Think, I, I think the only thing I disagree about with uh, any of what you've said is is the words "gonna be." <laughs> no, but, no, it is me. I am that guy. Yeah. But I, I, you're hundred percent that really, guy. I've never really watched it in in real time. No, like, but you found it also, annoying. I didn't. Really, I actually found it quite sweet. I could see what he was doing. That's not, what you, that's not what you started with. No, no, I found it slightly like yeah, a bit beggy and a bit. Mm. I found it almost quite sad. That's that. That would be my main thing. Were you, sad, thought, were you sad for him, or were you sad for yourself that it wasn't you that was entertaining the carriage? <laughs> he wasn't entertaining. He thought he was. This is the worst thing. He thought he was entertaining. Bless his heart. But and also, what's really he was trying to find a common ground with everyone, and it mm. didn't really work. Because um, I could see people's eyes rolling, and and when you're caught in the, when you are the tornado. Uh, in that social place, you don't all often see people's reactions. Mm. So yeah, it was quite a uh, yeah, it was quite sad. Anyway, I digress. On to you, my love. Uh, well, first thing I would say is um, thank you for your email, Hammerhead Shark. Um, I think Mr. Pigeon's come out of this story pretty well. If I'm being honest, with you. I, mean, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the background of what your history is, but to sort of have his wife. I imagine, tell him, I imagine that's what the swan would do if somebody had been slagging me off would tell me immediately. Um, Kat would tell me after, I think. I think Kat would tell me after. She right. wouldn't want to ruin, I think she no. wouldn't want to ruin the no, event. I think, so well, I think the probably... swan would tell me immediately in case I sort of got all thirsty and started trying to be matey with him or whatever. Um, but um, I think Pigeon, you know, Mr. Pigeon could have really thrown you under the this bus. This is really bad, but all I can see is like you sitting on someone's knee, really laughing, and the swan going like, <laughs> and just yeah, just Lisa just looking all angry, like this guy's got no idea. Like you've been on the dance floor for twenty minutes, you've unbuttoned your shirt down to your navel. Mm. Um, it's so mad how you just sort of you, straight away you know what I do at parties. So weird. Um, <laughs> But um, but yeah, but I would say, uh, well, look, it, with regards to has that ever happened to me, I don't know if I've told this story before, but one of my first jobs out of uni was I was working at a, it was a pensions review sort of program where people that had been missold pensions were, they'd employed a load of like maths graduates or economics graduates or whatever to like work out what the pension redress was to these people. And it was like a, it was all students. It was like a proper like, it was a bit of like a, almost like a post-uni kind of vibe there because all, all the managers were sort of in their 30s but all of the people working there were like just out of uni just out of college or whatever anyway four of us started at the same time and we were being trained by this woman um who i won't name but um she's very nice really nice woman but she trained us up and then she was working on a different floor then one day we were going downstairs to get some files to work on and as we we're walking down the stairs the stairs were like facing 
the window of the building, like inside, obviously. Yeah. And as I walked down the stairs, I saw her reflection of her coming out, obviously, to head to the stairs as well. So I could see her sort of coming towards us, but she was kind of behind us coming out the office door. And as a joke, I went, oh, and then I named her. And she's a bloody nightmare, isn't she? What a disaster. She's, oh, hello. How didn't see you there? Like sort of trying to do a joke thing of being caught talking about. Unfortunately, she had no idea that I could see her and thought that she genuinely caught me slagging her off. And then what followed was one of the frostiest years of my working life (laughs) where she believed that she'd actually stumbled upon me slagging her off and was horrible to me and cold to me the entire rest of my time working there. On my last day, I said to her, look, can I have a quick word? It's, It's always bothered me. Do you know, at the beginning when I first started here, I did see you. That was supposed to be a joke. And she looked at me and she went, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. I know. And I just thought, for the sake of that, she, she obviously didn't know. She was just trying to like style her way out of it or, you know, just sort of. But I just remember thinking to myself, for the sake of one, some little pathetic impressing these three bods that you've started work with, you basically ended a work relationship. It's so pathetic and thirsty of me. But anyway, I just want to apologise. I, I doubt she listens to this. She's probably no, she won't listen to this. No, she she's, she's, I'm black. No more than the, yeah, people that, yeah. But you know what? What's nice is you did, you brought it up and I respect that, man. Well, I sort of felt like I had to. I didn't want any bad blood. Uh, okay. Should we do one more? Let's do one more, my, tri- okay. my champion. Okay, it says, uh, this is from the Persian cat and the tuneful spaniel. And nice uh, it says, please read this in ROM times two speed. Oh, okay. that means, yeah. So they basically what I've heard at the live show is you, you, and it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking incredible, man. Well, it you need incredible. to know that. It, it was incredible. I'm going to get JT to at some point put that clip up and it was a f- mm. real feat. And I will say now. Yeah. I mean, you've sort of said, I will say now and then in a silent applause, but, um, Okay. Uh, hello, Almighty Wolf and I. We're writing this as we drive back from watching the Wolf and Live at the Apollo and having told the you, to see your sweet face from the front row. We're huge fans of the pod. I had a question for you. We've been friends for over 17 years. We met on our first day of secondary school. And despite going to university, opposite ends of the country, being polar opposites in most aspects of life, and now living in different cities, we somehow still manage to put up with each other. When we reunite, we snap straight back to the old ways like nothing ever changed, mainly reminiscing about sneaking to clubs underage, sitting our parents' booze, and generally having a right old laugh. People who know us would say we're like bickering sisters, but deep down we love each other most of the time. We generally are BMF LTTVE. Our question is, what do you find most annoying each other, but tolerate anyway? Lots of love the Persian account, the cheerful Spaniel. P.S. Tom, don't listen to the woman in the audience. You do you and eat whatever the hell you want. Oh, yeah, that's very sweet. Very uh, sweet. Does anything, Tom, does anything about me annoy you? Do you know what? It, it, no, not really. I can't think of anything that annoys me. Mm. I think sometimes your one-word text slightly frustrates oh. me. Yeah, your oh. okays and your... Yeah, your little. Uh... <laughs> do, you not, sometimes... do, you not, do you not feel that that's a sufficient response to twelve unanswered texts? <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes I quite like it because it's sort of a little bit like sexy and a little bit. I sort of was a bit nice and flirty, and it's keeping our relationship spicy. Mm. No, I can't think of anything. Genuinely, yeah. I, I think like, I think I I think. I don't think of other people where I get annoyed by little things they do, but I think with you, I, I yeah, I think I know. You, I know with you, right? Me and you, we're both broken souls, mm. and that kind of makes me happy. You know, yeah. Like, when you know the other person is pathetic as you are, 
There's something reassuring about that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, but I can't think of it. No, it's just no. I, I suppose the text. No, even from the text thing, I'm more annoyed at myself that it shows how much I absolutely adore you. That if I've sent you four messages and you're clearly doing something with your family or you're working. I won't just go, oh, he'll message me, which you always do when you've got time. I think, well, maybe another three messages might just sort of nudge him into a place where he does. I've got to say something that I did find slightly spooky, actually. Go on. And it was from yesterday. Yeah. So you text me about when we were going to do the podcast today, right? Yeah. And then you said, you you sent me a couple of texts about the video we put up about from the roast or whatever. Yeah. And then you said, let me know what time... Uh, you could do the podcast tomorrow. And I said, oh, yeah, 8.30 is great. And then he said to me, you okay, right? And there was nothing that I had done that would indicate to you that I wasn't okay, but I wasn't. Because what had happened was I'd filmed the whole day and agreed to do a charity gig, which I had no problem with doing. It's for Eric McElroy. He's doing this gig for Momentum Charity, which sort of helps families of children with, with cancer. Obviously, it's an amazing thing to be doing. But because I hadn't slept very well, because I was quite nervous about the scene, so I'd got up at 4am. I was like, got picked up at 6, went to set, did a whole day's filming, got to my trailer, got changed, rushed to the gig. And I was like, so, um, I was so tired, I was actually wavy. I don't know if you've ever had this, where like, I was walking into the venue and I felt drunk, like, because I was just so knackered. And like, I knew I'd be all right when I was on stage because you get a bit of adrenaline and so it yeah, kind of yeah. carries you through. But everything around that, I was my behaviour was not erratic, but what I would say is I was barely able, you know, I wasn't being very funny in the chat. I, I was sort of getting in my head about people thinking I was rude because I was so tired. Yeah, so I was, yeah. bit, you know, like I was a bit like out of it. And so I was feeling a bit, I was in my head. And just as I was really in my head, you went, you okay? And I just thought, mate, Tom Davis is in tune with my soul. I, 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 yeah, I don't, well, I didn't say it to you, but I want to say it to you now. And I do, I do think it's an interesting lesson. You've got no idea the impact getting in touch with someone and checking in on somebody has, man, because when you sent me that text, it fucking, it felt great. It's like, it was lovely. Do you know what I mean? So thank you. Well, well, it's probably now that we've come so close that we're almost subliminally thinking. Also, I will say, um, and and it's a beautiful story. I had sent you about 33 texts that day. So at one point, one of them was going to be relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's lots of ones like, I mean, are you you itchy? Are you horny? (laughs) Are you happy? Are you sad? Yeah, Maybe I, yeah. just, I think I just felt something in my water and I could just sort of like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's nice to push the life by of love out there and just mm. hope that, you know, you might just pull one sort of sweet soul onto it. That's really nice. What really, and what a really nice way to bring us to the close of this yeah, episode of The Wolf for Now. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, for an email episode, uh, for us to have managed to do two emails, uh, <laughs> half-heartedly, has been impressive. I think we, I think what we have to probably do next next week is just really sort of up the emails in the main episode. Yeah, we'll yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I suspect what Tom will do is uh, message JT straight afterwards and see if it's get him to double check if it's okay to include any of the stuff he said about the filming of King Gary that we talked about at the beginning. Uh, so it might be an even shorter episode than we think it is, but listen, 
Wolves and Owls, thank you for joining us on this journey once thank again. You. We love you. We love you very, very much. Take care. Bless you. Bye-bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.